Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here, and you're listening to the CFI podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. What are some of the finer points of chair flying and how can we use it to be more effective with our students? Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here of M0A.com and you are listening to the CFI, Certificated Flight Instructor Podcast. Brought to you by our number one rated online ground school, groundschoolacademy.com and to share something cool first and foremost... I'm recording this just before Oshkosh. This may be your commute to Oshkosh podcast. Hangar B is where you can find us. Hangar Bravo. We have a big double booth right when you walk in, just slightly to the right by our friends at Aviation Jewelry. You can't miss them. You can't miss us. Right there when you walk in to Hangar B, Hangar Bravo, slightly to your right. Come say hi to myself and the M0A.com team. Now, if you can't make Oshkosh, we are coming to a city near you. I just finished up our seminars over in Europe. I think we did six or seven different seminars in five different countries over there. We're now back in the United States doing, I believe, around 35 cities. Visit goodpilottour.com to check it out. See if we're coming to a city near you. Totally free. No sales pitch. No strings attached. Just come ready to learn and take something back, not only for yourself, but for your students as well. Goodpilottour.com to see dates and locations of when we're coming to a city near you. Today, we're talking about the art, the science, really, of chair flying. What are some of those finer points of chair flying and why should we be encouraging our students to practice this as often as possible? Let's start with this. What is chair flying? Chair flying is the visualization of a flight maneuver is what it really ultimately comes down to. I mean, I always give the example to my students because some students think I'm really silly when I say, hey, let's sit down. You and I do this as you know, with, with the student. And then, of course, I still have them do that, um, do it solo with themselves and everything else. But sit down and visualize this maneuver with me. Picture us doing our clearing turn, setting up for this maneuver, getting everything ready. And then picture us flying the maneuver, picture us flying these corrections. Then when they think I'm crazy, I tell them, I said, listen, go to any air show. We're the Blue Angels, we're the Thunderbirds, we're any formation team like that. It's really any aerobatic champion as well. Michael Goulian, Sean Tucker, all these guys and gals do this. You'll see, I'll use the Blue Angels as the example, you will see them standing on the ramp in formation as if they were in their aircraft. You will see the lead saying the same things he or she would say over the radios. They will have the same responses. They will make the same maneuvers. They will walk on the ramp. Really, it's chair flying. You can be sitting down, you can be walking, it doesn't matter. Their entire routine, before they even set foot in that airplane. If it's good enough for the Blue Angels, for the Thunderbirds, for Sean Tucker, for Michael Goulian, it's good enough for me 
and especially for my students. I think we can all agree on that. What are some things we can chairfly? Well, how about takeoff, normal, short field, soft field? How about our pattern work? How about our landings, normal, short field, soft field, go around, crosswinds? The pattern is one of the more powerful things to chair fly because yes, you could do it sitting down in your big comfy lazy boy chair and chair fly in your head the perfect landing. Absolutely, the mind is a powerful thing and we can do that. But even better, and I encourage all my online ground school members to do this, I say, listen, with your spouse's permission, go out to the backyard and spray paint a runway in the grass. Go out to the driveway with chalk and draw the runway that you use at your home airport. Down to the thousand foot marks, the center line stripes, everything. Make it somewhat accurate, right? And then let's walk on that space. If it's a pilot controlled airport, practice your radio calls. You're at 700 feet, you're turning left crosswind, 700 you know, AGL, you're turning left crosswind, make that radio call. Turn down and make that radio call. On downwind, managing your airspeed, carpet, power back, 10 degrees of flaps would be my touchdown point. And walk through, saying out loud the radio calls, saying out loud the things you're doing, moving your hands in the manner where you actually physically grab the carpet, grab the throttle, reach for the flaps, Feel how the nose comes up a little bit as the flaps come up. So you push that yoke forward just slightly. You're managing your airspeed. You're holding 80 on base. You're, and you're coaching yourself through this perfect landing. Before student solos, I always do this. We'll draw on the ramp a runway. We'll, we'll pick a, a crack in the cement and say that's our runway for all that matters. Just And we walk this perfect traffic pattern all the way around so they can truly master and understand it. And now they're doing it on their own. That is what we're truly after. What are other things we can chair fly? How about the flight maneuvers they've been struggling with? Or really, maybe they have, they're not struggling with them. Maybe they haven't even done these flight maneuvers yet. Let's get out there and do slow flight and the recovery. How about uh, you know, stalls, power on, power off, approach, departure, whatever you want to call them, and most importantly, their recoveries. You want to get students, and I do this with my students, even before we go up and fly, I'll say to them, listen, before we go fly, before the airplane becomes an expensive classroom, meaning when that propeller starts spinning and we're hurtling through the sky at 90 knots, and here I am trying to teach you stalls, I would prefer we practice on the ground. Sometimes we'll even sit in the airplane. If it's, a, it's hard in Florida because it's so hot sometimes, but if you keep it hangered or you're in a climate where it permits that, uh, so you're not sweating like crazy, sit in the airplane and practice the stalls. Coach yourself through it. Simulate, okay, there's a stall warning horn. What do we do? There's some buffet. Feel how sloppy the controls are getting. We lower the nose here and here we go through our recovery. Sit with your students in the airplane. They want to take chair flying to another level. I always encourage, especially my instrument students, the airplane you're doing your instrument flying in, sit in the left seat, adjust the seat exactly to how you would be, get out your phone and take a picture of that panel because that is what you're going to be seeing for the next 20, 30, 40 hours, depending on which certificates, which ratings you're working on. I then tell my students, I want this picture of your panel 
to be the background on your phone, the background on your desktop. Everywhere you go, I want you to see this picture. So you become so familiar with it that when I say, hey, watch your heading, your eyes know exactly where to go without even missing a beat. When I say, hey, adjust that power, you're just outside of the green arc, you know exactly where the tachometer is. Your eyes are drawn right to it. That is subconscious. That's beyond chair flying now, but these are little tips and tricks I've learned over the years to help better my students. That, that last one about taking a picture really works so well for my instrument students. You can use it for your private pilot students, but be careful because we're still working on a visual, right, or VFR certificate. So they can do that to practice their run-up because I, you know this, that a run-up at hour four and an hour, a run-up at hour 40, same run-up, but done with a lot more efficiency, right? Because they know where everything is at. They know where to watch. They know where the tachometer's at. How many of us here, and I bet all of us would be raising our hands right now, have gotten a new airplane. You go to check the magnetos and you go, okay, where is that tachometer? Because Cessna, Piper, all aircraft manufacturers were guilty of it early on in steam gauge aircraft of just stuffing that tachometer wherever it would really fit. Sometimes it's on the right side of the panel. Sometimes it's buried underneath the yoke and like mine is in, in two, three Mike Zulu and you have to really, especially being a tall as I am, I have to stretch my head down to really kind of see what the tachometer is doing. So we've all had that problem, right? Those are things. The run-up could be a chair fly activity. Steep turns can be a chair fly activity. Anything you can do in the airplane should be and can be chair flown. I've said it a million times that the airplane is a terrible classroom. Learn everything we can on the ground. And I say that not because I have an online ground school, not because we made a career about doing excuse me, ground instruction. I share that because it's the honest truth as to how we can become more effective as flight instructors. We have such a responsibility. We are creating, when I say we, not only myself, it's you as well. You and I are on the same team here. We are on the same team with the same responsibility of creating the next generation of aviators. That is a huge responsibility. What, what should we do to get the accident rate to go down? Why has it been stagnant year after year after year? You average it out, it averages the same nearly every year. Why can't we get the accident rate to go down? Well, it ultimately comes back to us, the flight instructors. It starts with us. Yes, you can say, Jason, there's so many human factors and elements and everything else that go into this. What if I told you over 50% of accidents have a flight instructor on board? That's staggering to think about. That that's even a fact. That's even, that's a, that's even a statistic to talk about. These same flight instructors that are going on and creating other pilots. It's, I'm not blaming flight instructors. I'm saying it starts with us. You are one of the good ones, though, because you're taking the time to listen to this podcast, so please pat yourself on the back. I hope I get to meet you on the Good Pilot Tour. I hope I get to see you at Oshkosh, Hangar Bravo. Please come by and say hi. If not, goodpilottour.com. Bring your students out. Let's make it a fun field trip or excursion. Please remember, we are here for you if you need anything. 
uh, we've seen and done most of it in, in flight instruction. I've had the difficult students. I've had the ones that need to overcome plateaus and roadblocks. If you have an issue that you want to share in confidence, please don't hesitate to reach out to myself or a member of the team. And a member of the team uh, will get that to me so you can get a response directly from me because we take our flight instruction and our flight instructors so seriously. You guys are so important to us. That's why we do this podcast special just for you all. That's why we, I'm not afraid to talk business and talk shop and talk flight instruction and everything else in between. Uh, we don't hold anything back because it's so important to get this information out to you all, the flight instructors. Look forward to seeing you in Oshkosh. Look forward to seeing you on the Good Pilot Tour. Goodpilottour.com. Enjoy the rest of your day. And most importantly, remember, a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, guys. We'll see you.